You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Bonjour, boat bills on the boardwalk, bowling for boas, bonus bonito, and bonnie clabber. Uh, this is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 222, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and these people are my triad of trivia tricksters who treasure a triskaidekaphobia. Hey, I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. That was the spooky <laughs> intro that I didn't do in the Halloween show. I'm just keeping everybody on their toes. You might ask, in my alliteration today, I mentioned something that is a, a bonnie clabber. A bonnie mm, yeah. clabber. Okay. It is a type of sour milk, like a sour cream yogurt. And it's a, a treat that people eat and uh, with fruit and spices. It's a it comes from a Gaelic term, but it is what old-timey people used as a leavening agent when they bake. So, you know, sometimes we bake, you add buttermilk or you add other like acidic dairy products to help, you know, leaven mm. uh, your baked goods. And wouldn't you know it, it's where the popular baking powder brand here in America, Clabber Girl, yeah. got huh. its name from. That is definitely the the first, last, and only place I hear Clabber used is Clabber Girl. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds like a disease. <laughs> All right. Time to jump in into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. I got to be careful now with these random trivial pursuit cards because I've gotten, um, I think maybe two people have, have told us on Twitter that the their version of Trivial Pursuit is the same. And as <laughs> you know, they're playing at home oh. with their friends, <laughs> yeah. they're getting the questions that we're asking on the show. We're ruining family game night. No, I think it's just an incentive to listen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I got a random Trivial Pursuit card. You guys have your barnyard buzzers. Let's answer some questions. Blue Wedge for geography. Mm -hmm. The Victoria Falls are located on the border between Zimbabwe and which other Southern African country? Mm. Oh, that was Dana. Is it Tanzania? No. No. I was going to guess. I hope they border. Chris. South Africa. No, not that. Dang. Not that That's a good stuff. guess. That's you know, I didn't want is... to leave it unsaid. If it had yes. been. Yes. Yeah. You know, we'd all feel silly. You're right. You're uh, it's between Zimbabwe and Zambia. Uh, z Victoria yes. Falls. That's our <laughs> mnemonic. I like it. Ooh, pop culture pink wedge. Name three of the five famous female models that appear in George Michael's Freedom music video. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Dana. Wow. Linda Evangelista. Ding, 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 ding. Um, is Naomi Campbell in it? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Is Cindy Crawford in that? Ding, 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 ding. You yes. got okay, three out of nice. Wait, Keep going, keep going. Um, Christy Turlington. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Um, Let's see, is uh, Claudia Schiffer? No. No, I've never oh. heard of this fifth one. Who Tatiana Patitz. Ava... What? Oh, what? So what is What's it? her name? <laughs> so, so, I'm sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch that, Karen. What was it? Tatiana P 
petits. Huh. Okay. Okay. Maybe. maybe. Stop laughing. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's not right. Tatiana. It actually. It's like Tatiana. T A T J A N A. Tatiana. Okay. Uh, then P A T I T Z. All right. Like, it checks out. Okay. Maybe <laughs> padded. Maybe seems to work out. Oh, yep. Padded. Okay. That sounds okay. We'll go with that. I mean, that sounds more right. Tatiana yeah, padded. Yeah. Tits. <laughs> who, who are we to say? Okay. Uh, uh, movie on, movie on, movie okay. on, movie on. Yellow Edge. Which U.S. space mission marked, quote, one giant leap for mankind when it landed the first humans on the moon. Oh, geez. Okay. Embarrassing. Oh, man. Weren't we? We, were just, we were just talking <laughs> Wait, about this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So which U.S. space mission, basically? Apollo. So Apollo, uh, yeah. man. I oh, mean, I feel this come up so many times. <laughs> the number right? All right. is. Okay, okay. One of the Apollos. What's Apollo 7? What was the one with Tom Hanks? 13. Because things went bad. Oh, no. Things yeah, went, I like, okay. I like mm. 11. Apollo 11? 7? Seven. Apollo 7 <laughs> Apollo 11 you are correct okay. it's 11 okay, All right. okay. Right. Oh. 10 years in 10 years in we have a way to remember that <laughs> well which is what 7-11 the bad oh. one it's 13 okay yeah, but 7-11 yeah. but not the 7 the 11th part <laughs> no we're going backwards now we're undoing the progress <laughs> well how about this how about this ready here's the mnemonic one a uh, small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. <gasps> one and one. one. Oh, that's brilliant. good. Right, I was going to say lucky number 711. <laughs> so not the... <laughs> that's, that, that just <laughs> introduces the seven again. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with one and one makes two. So it's not Apollo, Apollo two. two. Uh, Apollo O's oh in moon. So <laughs> it's like the people who come up with uh, crazy mnemonics to remember where they parked. <laughs> uh, now you can just take a picture on your phone. <laughs> I should just take pictures of Wikipedia with my phone. <laughs> I used to have to draw a little sketch. It took so much longer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's like a treasure map. Uh, all right. Uh, whew. Purple Wedge. Which dance style is not a street dance? Multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> B-boying, uh-huh. hustle, locking, or popping. Uh, I think that was Dana very confidently. Uh, hustle. Correct. Hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Do the That's hustle. A disco. Yeah, right, it's an exactly, indoor yeah. dance. It is an yeah. indoor dance, <laughs> not street dance. Uh, green wedge for science. Which shape is used to illustrate similarities in a Venn diagram? <laughs> Which? <laughs> I was well, oh, 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 gosh. I mean, I... I wow, yeah, 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 yeah. Dana, yeah, yeah. please. Okay. Circles. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think we, we, all of us were just like immediately like, okay, wait, what's the deep okay, answer the, here? There, well, yeah. the similarities are where the circles oh, overlap. Like a, not a crescent. No, no, it's the it's the thing that would be the, the other parts Ooh, that aren't the yeah, crescent. What's the, it's like, what's yeah, what's that Inverse called? of a crescent. It's like an eyeball shape, right? Like an yeah, almond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what that word yeah, is. I bet there's almond. a word for that. Yeah, I'm it's sure like there's some word drop. defined as like, you know, the intersection of two circles where the angle is less than 180 yeah. degree. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, they all have yeah. names. Yeah. Let's just call it the, the vertical eye, eyeball. The eyeball, yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right. Last question, Orange Wedge. Which Olympic athlete was known as the world's fastest woman for breaking records in both the 100 and 200 meter dashes? Wow. Dana on a roll today. I don't know. Maybe this is going to break. Is it Flojo? Is it-, it is Flojo. Her uh, yeah. full name? Do we know? Florence Joyner. Florence Griffith Griffith Joyner. Joyner. Yes. Colin is our track. Yes. Our track MVP. Woo. And related, like, related through marriage to Jackie Joyner Kersey, I believe. Yeah. I believe the Joyner family there is the the same family. They are joint. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. Jointly fast. There's a uh, there's a new there's like a movie about her life coming out right isn't it really? like, like Tiffany Haddish I think or somebody gonna be in the oh Flojo? as Flojo yeah 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 and we have another sports fact yay this is this one is from our purple Patreon pledge from Colin Storm uh, from Thousand Oaks California and he said like good job brain Colin I know a ton about sports. And I also have a PhD in communication and teach communication studies at Pepperdine University. So he's hey. got a stumper for, for you. Well, for all of all us, right. but really for, for you, Colin. Oh, and okay. a cool name, Colin Storm. That's my like yeah. superhero name. Yeah. His question is, who was the first openly black African-American player in baseball history? Hint, it is not Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. So they're saying openly black because some people were black, but didn't say that they were they were past right yes and we're not counting this guy but technically there was a player his name is william edward white recognized as the first black player but he passed as as white that's a good one man baseball definitely not my deepest area i mean the two names i know with kind of players who broke the color barrier were jackie robinson and larry doby but i'm guessing it was somebody prior to that before so the answer is Moses, quote, Fleetwood Walker was the first Ooh. black player that many historians have recognized. That's okay. a good one. That's a good one to file away. Yeah. What Fleetwood year generally? Mac. Do you know? <laughs> so Moses Fleetwood Walker played baseball around turn of the century. So late 1800s. Okay. After his baseball career, he actually became a, a pretty successful inventor. I so wonder what he cool. invented. He invented uh, and patented outer casing for for ammo for artillery oh, shells. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> what, what a storied career. I thought I thought it was going to be outer casing for like a baseball or something. Where oh, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Sausage. That was just yeah, crap. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> outer, okay, yeah, yeah, sausage. Yeah. All right. This episode is episode two hundred and twenty-two. Two, two, two. I don't know if we did anything for one, one, one. But today mm. we're going to do something special for two, two, two. Uh, we're going to celebrate things that are twos, pairs, duos, doubles, seconds, and all of that. <laughs> so this week it takes two, two. <laughs> <laughs> Fun small fact, uh, 222 is what you call a strobogrammatic number, which is a number Mm. that reads the same upside down on a calculator. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I was like, does it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. On a calculator. Yes. (laughs) I was like, this seems very font dependent. Yeah. Um, You know, other other numbers 
1961 <laughs> You know, yeah. eight one eight. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out, uh, mm. real purist uh, mathematicians don't really put any significance in this because it is font dependent. It's not like yeah. writing about the numbers. It's just how you write it. The discovery of this uh, flipped Newtonian physics right on its ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, now Karen. Yes, uh, you had reminded us back in 2015. Episode 168 was titled "It Takes Two. One, now retroactively known as It Takes Two Yes, one. yes. Part um, one. <laughs> and uh, we talked about, I uh, did a segment about words with consecutive pairs of double letters, oh. uh, such as not just words with double letters, but consecutive pairs of them, like balloon has L-L-O-O next to each other. Um, we landed on uh, my favorite and possibly yours, uh, which is a word for the person who cleans out the corner where the raccoon lives, which is a raccoon nook keeper. That's, uh, that's <laughs> how many is that six, six pairs six con- C- uh, consecutive pairs c-o-n-o-k-e yeah Raccoon wow nook keeper good one good word to know may be considered a word or not not um, a real word yeah, everybody. yeah no. no anyway we already did that but i wanted to revisit the idea of double letters for this revisitation of the double show so here we go it's another quiz uh, about english language words that this time Every word will begin with a pair oh, of double letters. Right. Begins wow. with a pair of identical letters. Now, you may have some questions as to whether or not these are words. The overriding <laughs> legal authority here is okay, going to be okay. Scrabble. Every word oh, that we're talking okay. about here is a legal Scrabble play. Okay. As a solving aid, I'm going to do these in order of how many points you would get if you played <gasps> these in Scrabble, just to help you out a little bit here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Even though okay. it may not help you out that much. Uh, no. And uh, do do pay attention like a crossword puzzle to the precise definition that I'm giving you, such as verb tenses or things of, of that nature. Okay. To get to the exact okay. right form of the word, I will firmly reject anything that is not the exact answer that I'm looking for. So everybody get your barnyard buzzers ready. Uh, reminder that each of the answers will begin with one pair of duplicated letters, a double letter pair. And here we go. For six points, a three-letter word, an expression of discomfort. Six uh, points. Da- Dana. Ah, A-A-H. It is not ah, A-A-H. This is more like uh, an exp- like like a little bit of pain, like uh, when you get up and... Uh... Colin. Ooh, O-O-H. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, the, the, the word is oof. Oh, oh okay. Oof. Of course, of course. Let me let me double check with some of these because like ah uh, could be ooh, ooh could be. I feel be, like H is four points. Isn't H four? If there could be an alternate answer, we can always come back and and check it. For another six points, this one is a four letter word, an expression of dismay, like uh, I've done something wrong. Dana. Oops. O o p s. Yes. Oops. No. Oops. Oh no. Final six-point word. This is an expression of deliciousness. This is two letters. <laughs> Colin. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. M-M. <laughs> wow, that's playable. Uh, is that's indeed. A, yeah. A, that is a playable Scrabble word. Yep. Such a M-M. good way to make your mom upset. That happens to me, too. You can't play words with friends or Scrabble with your parents because they think you're cheating. And you're like, no, this is how the game is played. You need to memorize these two-letter words. 
it's true though learning those two letter uh combos like mm, you know uh really uh changes uh-huh. the game of scrabble yeah. oh, because yeah. <laughs> like not just because you know more words but because you start to be able to play words not crossing other words but yeah. parallel to other words that's it, where the points you, are that's where the points are baby that's right yeah yep. I think these will get a little easier as the words get longer and they become a little more... Uh, Wordish. Yeah, more, more wordy. Yeah. So moving up to seven points, three letters, an expression of sudden fright. Dana. Is this A-A-A-H? Uh, this is not A-A-H. This is, this is really, like, very specifically oh, uh, Colin. Okay. Eek? E-E-K? Yeah, Eek. yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. One, one, yes. five. That's seven yeah. points. That's yeah. right. Um, another seven points is a four-letter word. Resembling a certain fish. Dana. Uh, you said three letters or four letters? Four letters. Resembling a certain fish. Is it Ely? Yes. E-E-L-Y. Ely. Yeah. Resembling yeah. a certain type of fish. That fish being the eel. Eight points now, a six-letter word, some ruminants. Some ruminants. Some ruminants. Uh, Colin. Uh, no, no, no. Nope. No. Some ruminants. Six oh, letters. Wait. How many letters did you say? Oh, six. 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 What's ruminants? Oh, oh, oh. oh Rumination. Okay. Colin. Is it llamas? It is llamas. L-L-A-M-A-S. Llamas. Ruminants are llamas and sheep and those kinds of those kinds of guys. I was thinking ruminants was like rumination, like thinking about something. Okay. Okay. All right. Another eight pointer. This is an eight letter word. Um, the which which I believe means that each one of these is only each letter is only worth one point. Um, okay. <laughs> The quality or state of being weird. The quality or state of being weird. You're Dana. So, you guys are so good. Is it ookiness? <laughs> it's not <Ooh>. ookiness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's yes. in the Adams Family song. <laughs> I don't know. If you know, it's maybe, a maybe it's in the dictionary. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. Um, yes, the quality or state of being weird. Oh, Karen. It's going to be some permutation of eerie, but the state of it. Oh. Is it not eeriness? Ah, uh, Dana got it. Eeriness. E E R I N E S S. I wrote down all the double letters of the alphabet. And then oh, Karen kind is developing some it. strategies here. Yeah. Oh, yes. this just in it helps when you have a cheat sheet. <laughs> have I answered any of them? <laughs> so, who is it helping, really? Um, final, your final eight point word, um, another eight letter word as well. Tiniest. Karen. Inciest. Inciest. Yes. Yes. Nice job. I mean, there are really not a lot of letters you can double up in the beginning. Uh, there are not in fact. (laughs) As it turns out. Okay. On to the 10 pointers. All right. Ooh. Exclaiming in delight or surprise. Now it's six letters. Exclaiming. Exclaiming in delight or surprise. Six letters. Uh, Karen. Ooing. Ooing. Or eyeing. Mm. <laughs> Both mm. are okay. There was much <laughs> ooing and eyeing when Karen got the question right. Yes. Maybe this cheat sheet is helping. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. 
Okay, folks, for a big 15 points, hope you land that one on the, your triple word score, 15 point right. Scrabble word. It is, it is an eight letter word again, an African insectivore, AKA the termite eating hyena. <laughs> what? Dana? Is it aardvark? You, it is not aardvark because you didn't <gasps> listen to the Hulk. You buzzed in too oh, early. Aardvarks. <laughs> I'm going to read the entire question okay. and then everyone except Dana gets a shot at the bite what? of the apple. You're mean. What? I'm teacher. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> An African insectivore, a.k.a. the termite-eating hyena. The wow, termite-eating termite hyena. hyena. I'm not sure I know this animal. I'm not aardvark oh it's an aardvark dog or something yeah it is it is basically aard lion no it's not aard lion it's you're so close with aard dog do you does anybody want to take a guess aard wolf -wolf. i've never heard of it before (laughs) an aard vark means like earth pig and aard wolf means like earth wolf and they both they both eat insects off the ground hence mm. uh, the art this is the art. most excited i've been in a really long time i like screamed for real like, never up and down you were blocked from answering you got back with the right got one back Man, in there. Just, yeah, yep. so we got three more here for you, you guys are doing good uh these are some big big points here okay 17 points nine letters Playing a repeated rhythmic bass accompaniment. Oh. Playing. Mm. Playing a playing a repeated rhythmic bass accompaniment. Nine letters. The last three of which I'm gonna give you are ING. Yeah. Something here. Playing a repeated rhythmic bass accompaniment. Colin. I, I'm going to go with Oompa Ing. Yes! yes! Oh! Oompa Ing! Oh, oh my okay. God. So I guess there must be an H in there, right? That's the only way I could stretch Oompa. it to nine letters. Yes. O O M P H I N G. Yep. Wow. Oompa Ing. Scrabble wow. legal. For 18 points, a six letter word, unctuously. Mm. Dana. Mm. Oozing. It is not oozing, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, Unctuously. Oh. Oozily. 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 Yes, yes. Finally, folks, you will score a whopping 30 points in Scrabble wow. if you lay down this three letter word, a sound you might hear in the middle of the night. Kara. Zzzzza. Yes. Z Z Z, the sound yeah. of snoring is wow. a Scrabble legal word. Which requires uh, at least one blank, right? Yeah. That's true. So actually you wouldn't get the full 30 points. So I did say that was the last <laughs> one, but I do have a I do have a bonus for you. Okay. And okay. It is a seven-letter Scrabble official word. It is worth 14 points. It begins with double letters. It mm-hmm. ends. <gasps> With double letters. Whoa! And somewhere in the middle is a third pair of double letters. No way. And this one is an expression of extreme pain. <laughs> what uh... if it's just six letters? Ah! <laughs> I mean. You're not far off. 
It is a seven-letter Scrabble official word. It is worth 14 points. It begins with double letters. It ends with double letters. And somewhere in the middle, there is a third pair of double letters. And it's only seven letters. And it's only seven letters. So there's only one not doubled. There's only one letter that's not doubled. This is an expression of extreme pain. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Colin. Uh, arg. Oh, yes, that's it. That's it. Are you serious? I'm oh, absolutely serious. That is A A R R G H H. No way. Get and out fact, of here. Yes. Now, that is... now it's worth 14 points, but honestly, I feel like it's worth more than that because it's it's at least 14 points plus your opponent loses their next turn because there's no way they're not going to challenge that if you put that yeah. down. Yeah, 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 exactly. It is in there. And in fact, just remember wow. in, in, in fact, in Scrabble, ARG, A-R-G-H, ARG, A-A-R-G-H, ARG, A-A-R-R-G-H, <laughs> and what Colin said, <laughs> all four of those are acceptable yes the, wow. the second that's really bananas really no the yeah, yeah. ending yeah. in a 2h that's i would be like get yeah. out of here with that what are you trying to pull yeah yep 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 try it on all your right. friends <laughs> the other person's like no that's not a real word. they're not there's no way they're not going to challenge they're you. already so mad at you for being so insufferable the rest of the game by that point <laughs> yeah. their spirit's <laughs> broken they're not challenging you anymore <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you gotta set it up too. Like like over the two or three turns prior, you gotta be like, ah, oh, these damn H's. You know, and you just like like really yeah, build no, that like you're like trying to solve a problem. That you're gonna be desperate and do something crazy. So they That's should right. challenge you, but they shouldn't. It's a trick. <laughs> Chris, uh for fun, can we recap these words that we we answered in this quiz? It's oh, just sure. so unusual to oh, have yeah, yeah. to start with double letters. I mean, that's not like a medical term. Yeah, exactly. Oom oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be in there, right. Yeah. I didn't put oomside <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, yes, I wanted this to be uh, common things for sure. Um, oof. Oops. Mmm. Eek. Ely. Llamas. Eeriness. Eensiest. Ooing. Eyeing. Ardwolf. Oompying. Oozily. And zzz. And, of course, so earlier this year i think i wrote a tweet on our good job brain twitter i found out about what you call reduplicated names names that are repeated words or sounds Mm. Mm. yo yo ma is a reduplicated name what about people who have the same first names and last names (laughs) reduplicated full names I tweeted this out. I, I made a little list. There is, um, of course, our favorite Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams. Full name is William <laughs> Williams. Oh, oh yes. I see. American Idol winner Philip Phillips. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Count von Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a title. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is more of a title. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it passes down through the uh, through the family. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson, Chris Christie is also a close one. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of cultures, the format is they might not have last names. They just take their father's first name and they Mm -hmm. end up having the same first name. And Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of names that are duplicated that way. But 
for this episode, I want to talk about reduplicated city names. Reduplicated city oh, names. Okay. Okay. And I have three reduplicated city names Ooh. that I want to talk about that All have right. uh, some drama going on. Of course, the first city I want to talk about is Walla Walla, Washington. We I was hear hoping that. this was going to be on the list. Yes, ah. we hear that a lot. It's used a lot in pop culture. It's just fun to say. I mean, let's, Th- let's That's why right they say it in like yeah. every Looney Tunes, yeah, whenever somebody's writing out and ascending something, uh, addressing mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. to somewhere, they're always saying it to Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah. Yep. Walla Walla is named after the Walla Walla people, um, and it means many waters. And Walla Walla is home to the Walla Walla Sweet Onion. Yes. Uh, when we go to the store, we buy sweet onions. They're either Vidalia onions or they're Walla Walla Sweets. Huh. And the Walla Walla Sweet Onion recently, I mean, within the last uh, 10 years, uh, was in a bit of the news. Now it's named as Washington State Vegetable. Yeah. Uh, this was back in 2007. After a few years of high drama, <laughs> people weren't happy, especially the Washington State Potato Commission was gunning for <laughs> the potato being the official state vegetable because turns out potatoes are Washington's top grossing vegetable mm. that they grow. So they're like, well, of course our state vegetable would be the vegetable we grow the most and sell the most. But then people are like, well, when you think of potato, it's that's Idaho. Right. Yeah. Idaho has a an iron grip on potatoes. Yeah. It's on their license not- plates for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a bunch of high schoolers and middle schoolers were lobbying for their homegrown special Walla Walla sweet onion oh. to be the official state vegetable. Sure. And they kept getting blocked by votes. Uh, by the counter lobbying from the Potato Commission, <laughs> the Senate committee passed something. It's called the the Bulb and Tuber Amendment, saying, "Hey, both of you guys can be our state vegetable." <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, "No." <laughs> yeah. We will we, not share this. I think the onion people, like at Thanksgiving, instead of mashed potatoes, they just got a big plate of like onions and they're just Meshed like, onions. never, never <laughs> give an inch. <laughs> so, you know what? I, it, let me interject here for a minute. I, I, I will tell you, Karen, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in fact, I have family roots in Walla Walla, Washington. My my <gasps> grandmother grew up in Walla Walla. She went to Walla Walla <laughs> High School, she went to uh, Whitman, uh, which was a, a, a well known college there. My mom always said that, like, the story of the Walla Walla Sweet Onions was that you could eat it like an apple. That yes! You could, mm. Yeah, just you could just eat it like an apple. And I was, as as a kid, I was I was pretty skeptical. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I've never done it. But, yeah, we, we definitely grew up in our family hearing about the Walla Walla Sweet <laughs> Onions. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Turns out the Walla Walla Sweet is extremely sweet because of the soil there. They do have a special way of growing so that the Walla Walla Sweet is super, super high moisture, and very, very low on the pyruvate scale. The pyruvate scale is like, you know, the Scoville unit for peppers. The pyruvate scale is the pungent meter. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) Nice, nice. Supposedly not pungent at all. People eat it raw, like an apple. Collins ground. I don't know if it's like to prove a point or like it really is like enjoyable. We don't know. Eventually, the onion people won. <laughs> yes, the the onion people finally won in two thousand seven, <laughs> and now have the is the sole title holder for Washington State 
vegetable. Somebody at the uh, potato lobby lost their job. They really dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah. There was a hot potato issue and they really let it <laughs> fall. <laughs> I'm team onion. I'm team onion. I feel I'm like, I like the underdog. Too. Yeah. The good guys yeah. more. Than, yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next reduplicated city is Pago Pago or Pango Pango. Different ways to pronounce it. It's based on a Samoan word. It looks like Pago Pago, P-A-G-O, P-A-G-O, but it's pronounced more like Pongo Pongo. For this episode, I'll say Pongo Pongo. So Pongo Pongo is the capital of American Samoa. And in the 1990s, it was home to not one, but two major tuna fish canning companies Chicken of the Sea and Starkist. The Tuna District. The Tuna Town. We all here in Good Job, Brave, we all live near the California coast. Um, historically, it's where a lot of the canning and fishing companies started, right? If we've been to Monterey, passed yeah. by Cannery Row, right? That's where mm-hmm. all the canned seafood goods sprung up. However, as time passed and, and corporations started getting bigger and they scaled up, these companies then had their eyes on having facilities elsewhere. And so in the 80s, the facilities were moved to territories like Puerto Rico and to America, Samoa, because the wages were cheaper, Mm -hmm. uh, technically part of United States. So they didn't have to pay any import taxes. Again, another thing we're talking on the show, which is avoid taxes, is the mother of all inventions. Pongo Pongo became the home of the two of the big three tuna companies. Big three tuna. Uh, Is the third one, what's the third one? Bumblebee? Is that the uh, The third third one? one is Bumblebee. Okay. So here's where it gets interesting. In 2015, Chicken of the Sea, the company, was about to strike a deal to buy Bumblebee. So our big three is now going to become the big two. Big tuna two. Tuna two. And at the same time, a wholesale grocery network observed some weirdness and sued the big three tuna companies for fixing prices. I remember reading about this. Yes. So now we got the Department of Justice coming in to review. And yes, the big three tuna have been colluding (gasps) and have been illegally fixing prices on Mm. canned tuna. You're telling me the people who went moved somewhere to exploit cheap labor and tax laws (laughs) would also collude (laughs) on the prices of tuna? (laughs) What? they would get rid of sales or deals. Like you wouldn't find Mm -hmm. bulk deals anymore. Pushing up the price by a little bit. And then here's the sneakiest thing. They made the cans smaller. No. Just one ounce smaller. Basically sell people less tuna for more without without people really knowing. The merger between Chicken of the Sea and Bumblebee was called off. Um, Starkist pled guilty and was fined the maximum at a hundred million dollars. It's funny because we kind of think of uh, canned tuna as kind of like an American staple, host war, you know, mm-hmm. tuna casserole. Guess what? All three of these companies, not even American anymore. Starkist is Korean. Chicken of the Sea is Thai. Bumblebee, after this lawsuit, got bought by a Taiwanese company. So tuna trouble. And then the last reduplicated city name I would like to share is, this is so strange, it's in Canada called St. Louis du Ha-Ha, and I have to say it that way because it's H-A exclamation point, H-A exclamation point, Oh, which is a crazy name. 
It's a great name. <laughs> Not only does it have reduplicated ha and ha in its name, it also it's the only town in the world to have two exclamation points in its name. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis to haha. Nothing to do with laughs. Sadly, that's what that's what I thought. Um, so, what is a haha? And why is it so exciting? The haha in the name. Can't believe that there is actually a word describing this. How do I describe it? Um, I hope I can do it justice. A haha is imagine a split level lawn. Okay. For example, you're walking on like a very you know like a like a hilly lawn, and you're walking. And there is a usually like a stone wall that's maybe three feet high, kind of like coming at your waist side. Mm -hmm. On top of that stone wall then becomes the bottom of the lawn of that level. Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm -hmm. a split level lawn. And that is what we call a ha ha. And which is a, a really, you know, kind of strange thing. Why do we need this type of landscape architecture feature? These things are also called deer walls. Because before the time of having lawnmowers, what they had to do is like Trixie walls or fences to try to like contain the deers that would come on property or that would eat their lawns. (laughs) However, nature's lawnmower. But if you're like Lord of the Manor and you're looking out, you don't want to see a bunch of just random walls on your lawn. And so the ha ha is a way of hiding the wall so that it can basically bar from deers from uh, coming onto different parts of the lawn that you don't want them there yeah but then if you're lord of the manor when you look out it just looks like <laughs> a big seamless lawn some say that it's like oh someone was like ah ah what a magnificent lawn uh-huh. or some people say it's it's shortened half and half it's half oh. half earth half wall Half and half right. and half. Ha ha, half half. And so no no real answer. But that's what a ha ha is, is a ha ha wall. So ha ha is what you're saying to the deer. <laughs> deer. <laughs> there you go. Three uh, tales of three double cities, reduplicated cities, Walla Walla, Pongo Pongo, and St. Louis to ha ha. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, And was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. You're listening to Good Job Brain. 
smooth puzzles, smart trivia, good job brain. And we're back. This week we're talking about doubles. For this show, I my mind automatically went to uh, celebrity couples, but I know I've done it more than once now. So I was like, okay, I can't do that again. <laughs> And then I was like, well, what about platonic couples? Mm. Oh, what about like people and their pets? And then I started brainstorming people and pets. And I was like, these are all cartoon characters. So this oh. is an animated pets quiz where okay. I, I'm going to give you a fictional animal and you give me the name of their human. They're all animated and they all have a person. It's not like two animals that sure. are friends. One, one is a human <laughs> or a humanoid and the mm-hmm. other is... Definitely a, an animal. A pet. Okay. A pet. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right. Like if the if the animal got sick, the human would take it to the vet. That kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a buzz in quiz. I I wasn't gonna tell you what the animal was, but I think that'll be the hint if you guys get stuck on the name. I'll give okay. you the name. Okay. Okay. How about Garfield? Everybody. John, John Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Yeah. I think you all drifted off of me on that one. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did, Chris. I think you're right. But <laughs> how about Gromit? I think Colin I heard first. Uh Wallace. Yeah. Dino. Chris. Fred Flintstone. Yes. How about Gary? Gary. This Chris. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, Gary is, is SpongeBob's pet snail. What about Tweety Bird. Who? Oh, Just Tweety Bird's what's her name? What's her oh, name? Oh, did you say Chris. Tweety Bird? Yeah. Granny. Yeah, is Granny is her granny? name. Okay, all right. I was like, Granny something. I should have. I looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is she Granny yeah. Mabel? But she's just Granny. How about Azriel? Karen. Gargamel. That's right, from the Smurfs. What about Crypto with a K? Karen. This is uh, Superman Clark Kent. That's right. His dog. Wait, hold on. Isn't it weird that his dog is called Crypto? Krypton is the planet he's yeah. from. Why is he allergic to the thing that's named planet? Well, only under a yellow sun, Karen. Wait, really? Yeah, I look, I look, it, I look right? to be clear, I, I am not a Superman uh, a super fan, uh, but yeah, no, that's part of the mythology, right? It's like the red sun, the yellow sun, and the different kryptonite that they, they, you know, they there's like red and green and blue and... Mm-hmm. And he's, I, he's allergic to the green one. But but I'm not crazy that that doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that he's no, allergic to his crazy. home planet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. How about... This one has two names. They're unchanged name is cringer and then they become <laughs> battle cat chris prince adam and he-man oh that's of course. right that's yes. the tiger yes. how about ladybird oh colin geez. who is that uh that is the uh the oh. hill family hank hill yeah oh. On, uh, King of the his, hill. yeah his dog clifford what is oh. what is the family's oh, yeah. name i finally don't yeah karen is it rebecca no, it's in that family, but no. Emily Elizabeth Howard. Wow. Three, wow. E- Emily okay. Elizabeth. Right. Oh, it's a triple firstie. It is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so this, this animal has three names. It's Spirit, Horsey, and Swiftwind. <laughs> How do you know what? 
This is well, you'll know how I know. This is the this is the horse of uh, Princess Adora, aka She-Ra. Yes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. the horses change their names too. Yeah. The horses oh, okay. and the tiger. Yes, all the yes, everybody changes their yeah. names. So you don't so you don't recognize the other giant, you know, <laughs> green tiger walking around, yeah. right? right. Uh, do you think that do you think that's the same tiger? <laughs> no. <laughs> it has a helmet yeah. on. It has a helmet yeah. on. It can't be. <laughs> These are the same people who are like, think Prince Adam is He-Man? No, He-Man doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> he wears pants, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How about Raja? Oh. Karen. Ooh, is this Princess Princess Jasmine? Yes, her tiger. Oh, yes. There you go. Aladdin. What about Brain? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> it's Penny from Inspector Gadget. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna guess brain. Pinky, and I was like, "Oh, that doesn't that have shit. a human." Nope. Not there. No, nope. that is not <laughs> yeah. a uh, pet master relationship. Yeah. I don't know. How about Spunky? Spunky, Chris. I'm okay. I believe. I think it's Punky Brewster. I no. You know, I no. would guess that too. Ah ah. Now her yeah, dog was Brandon. Was funky. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I've Chris, come all the way Chris. back around. All now right, I know it. Spunky um, is, as I should have known in the first place, um, the ever so slightly off name of uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. Yes. How about Appa? A-P-P-A. This is not a real animal. <laughs> Okay. Like not an Earth animal, we'll say. All right, that exists. Okay, space but it's definitely oh. an animal. Okay, fantasy. Karen, last is this an Avatar? But yes. Which one? Oh gosh, Airbender. Is he Airbender? Is he Anybody watch it? <laughs> I I have heard of it. It's good. <gasps> you guys have to watch this show. It's so good. Uh, it's oh, Ang 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 Airbender mm-hmm. and Appa, his uh, Sky Bison. They ride him the whole show. All right, last one. This one has two pets. One is named Pupcake, and the other one is named Custard. Karen. Strawberry Shortcake. That's right. I had the toy. Custard was the cat. Yes, Custard the cat and Pupcake the dog. Pupcake. Pupcake wasn't originally her dog. It was a different character's dog. And then when they rebooted her, she got to have Pupcake. Yeah, she (laughs) took it. (laughs) I was like, ooh. It is a better name than custard, I agree. But that's kind of mean to take (laughs) someone else's dog because they have a better pun. Yeah. Good job, y'all. And we have one more segment. Colin, giving it to you on the double. All right, on the double. I've got a quiz for you all about business partnerships. Many of uh, America's and the world's most famous uh, companies' businesses are often result of mergers or partners uh, who will give their names to the company, their initials, things of that nature. So every question I will give you uh, revolves around a a two-ish, two-name, two-person, two-founder, two-group question or answer. So get your buzzers ready. I like these. And... The answer to <laughs> the answer to every question will be the name of a uh, company here. Okay, one of many companies that came to prominence during the Great Depression. This was the first company to use plastic 
in a children's toy with the Buzzy Bee introduced in 1950. Okay, uh, I think we're going to go with Dana on that one. What do you got? Fisher Price? It is Fisher Price. That's right. Mm. That's right. Taking the name from Herman Fisher, Irving Price, and his wife, Margaret Evans Price. They're so synonymous with toys. I forget yeah. that their name is not, doesn't mean toys. Do you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, that <laughs> totally. is actually people's name. All right, moving along. This high-end fashion house dates to 1985, though it wasn't until 1991 that they became really internationally famous after they began a collaboration with Madonna. Uh, Karen, what do you got for us? Dolce & Gabbana. That's right, Dolce & Gabbana. Mm-hmm. Domenico Dolce, Stefano Gabbana. Um, Karen, I know you're also a fan of the movie uh, Romeo & Juliet. They designed the costumes for that movie. Did you know Oh, that? yes. All right, so we'll stick with high-end lifestyles here. This high-end department store chain was established by a brother and sister core in Dallas, Texas in 1907 after the founders passed on investing in Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, Karen. Neiman Marcus. That is correct. That's right. Nice. Neiman Marcus. Yeah. Uh, definitely an older chain than I than I guessed before I started yeah. researching them. Herbert Marcus Sr., uh, his sister Carrie Marcus Neiman, and her husband, A.L. Neiman. They had been kind of successful on their own, you know, in, in a firm that they had uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and were looking basically for someplace to invest a lot of their money. And they said no to Coke? One of the pitches they had was Coca-Cola, and apparently they, they decided they did not want to take a chance on a quote sugary soda pop business that was kind of un- unknown <laughs> oh, at the time. My God. And so they passed on that and they moved, uh, they moved back to Dallas, uh, I guess where they were from and opened up, yeah, their own retail business. And Texas, I think still has this reputation, but especially in 1907, it was a little more, you know, rough and tumble, but still with a lot of money out there. And mm. yeah, you know, they really were quite successful on the idea of buying expensive goods in New York and other places and bringing them to Texas and selling them oh, to the very wealthy, big so oil uh, families. And um, yep. This company was once America's premier wilderness and outdoors outfitter, catering to high-profile clients ranging from Theodore Roosevelt to Ernest Hemingway. Today, however, you are probably more likely to associate them with logo t-shirts and sexy models. <laughs> Ooh, oh man, a couple buzzes there. Uh, uh, Dana, what do you got? Is it Abercrombie and Fitch? It is Abercrombie no and Fitch. Way. Yeah, it's really the the transformation over the history of this company is really something. Yeah, they date back to uh, 1892 uh, in in New York. And they were uh, wow. founded by David Abercrombie, really founded as a, a high level, you know, I am catering to rich men, mostly rich people uh, going out to do outdoorsy, woodsy hunter expedition yeah. type things. Yep, mm. absolutely. They uh, The company supplied uh, Admiral Byrd's expedition to Antarctica. I mean, among Whoa. many, among many, many other things. Yeah, really known for their high end weapons outdoor your snowshoes anything that you would need to go kind of tackle the outdoors yeah and this is kind of funny again i read um a a there was a 
a wealthy customer of theirs named Ezra Fitch. And I don't know if you guys remember the old like Remington Shaver commercials where it was like, I liked it so much, I bought the company. And it was kind of <laughs> one of those scenarios where Ezra Fitch started buying up interest in the company, in, in Abercrombie's company. He loved it so much, eventually became the outright owner uh, wow. and took it into kind of the next generation. Yeah. The company has had for sure uh, some ups and downs over the years, the late 70s, 80s. They, they had kind of just moved to a point where they were selling just expensive, useless stuff. Like I, I I read that at one point they were selling a uh, $18,000 gold and onyx chess set, which is not necessarily okay. something okay. that you need when you're on a, you know, expedition. Well, yeah. So they, something they really, you don't uh, need on an expedition. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh my God. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go back. There's a lot of really good old ads and, you know, just things on, that you can find from their history. This company was created in 1852 by two of the founders of American Express, frustrated that their East Coast business partners were unwilling to expand services to California. Oh. Karen, with a, I've got a guest look on her face. Wells Fargo. Absolutely correct. You Woo! got it. That's right. Henry Wells and William Fargo uh, were basically the, the core of the investing group that started American Express and doing, you know, money transfers, oh. early banking services, and uh, along with uh, John Warren Butterfield. They uh, saw, you know, because of the gold rush, just this boom happening in California. And they're like, these people need mail. These people need money. These people need services out there. They could not convince their fellow board wow, members to basically no extend their operations. And so Wells and Fogger are like, all right, we'll well, do we're going to go do this on our own. And so they did while still maintaining their roles with American Express. So I really had no idea how intertwined those, <laughs> wow. two, those two companies were in the early days. Yeah. American yep. Express. I didn't realize it was such an old company. Did they deliver mail? Yeah, that's oh! right. American Express started in 1850. <laughs> As an express mail service. They started in, oh, in upstate New York no and in Buffalo. My yeah. God. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Ramping up maybe a little bit here in the difficulty, but I have faith in you guys. Trumpeter and songwriter Herb Alpert, Herb Alpert in the Tijuana Brass, co-founded what famous independent record label in 1962? Released albums, everyone from The Police to Carol King to Sheryl Crow. More than 30. Herb Alpert. Two names. Are they two mm, names? Co-founded. Uh, Alpert. They were one of the most successful, as I say, independent record labels for good, good over 30 years. They are today ultimately owned by Universal Music. You will still see their imprint. Something and something. Oh, is it A&M Records? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Herb Alpert. All right, last one. This company was founded by two German immigrants in 1853 in Rochester, New York. Initially a small craft shop manufacturing monocles. I'll give you a hint. If oh, you oh, oh, or oh, 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 I know, I, know oh. I don't need a hint. Karen doesn't even need a hint. Bauschalam. Ah, Karen! Baushalam. My hint was going to be, if you or someone you know wears contact lenses, I guarantee mm. you have seen this name. Yeah, Baushalam. Yeah. Uh, they, they, to this day, 
one of the largest manufacturers of contact lenses in yep. the world. It's, I mean, it's very charming to me to imagine these two German immigrants, John Bausch, Henry Lum, manufacturing monocles in their little, you know, kind of bespoke <laughs> shop. But they uh, also benefited greatly over their history from a lot of military contracts. It's really fascinating. Oh, sure. um, gun sites? Well, yeah, well, not gun sites, optics, binoculars, rangefinding equipment, just lenses, oh, wow. you know, for, on and on and on and on. Ray-Bans, you know, I mean, Ray-Bans, the famous, so those were invented for, you know, pilots. This is interesting. I read that one of their first kind of non-monocle-based products was uh, <laughs> glasses frames made out of a particular type of rubber, vulcanite rubber. And they started making a killing in these when there was a blockade on gold and like horn and shell uh, during the oh. Civil War. So they're like, they were uniquely positioned to kind of just ramp up really quickly, making a whole bunch of stuff for the army. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. fascinating history. Just put two monocles together. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to think that that's what was keeping them from making glasses is like, well, the we could know how to make the lenses, but we can't stick them together yet. Uh, maybe someday we'll come up with the technology. Yeah. All right. Well, good job, guys. Well done. <laughs> nice. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, it seems like that is our show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Karen, Karen, Karen. You, 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 you've forgotten something. Have you forgotten that we're currently floating through space in our, in our fartis? That's what that smell is. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't, yeah, but it didn't hear it though, did you? Um, so, uh, the, our old nemesis, Carmen San Mateo, was still out there in outer space. So we're tracking her through the galaxies, through the universe, um, playing where the heck in space is Carmen San Mateo. Uh, her henchperson, DD Convict, is also out there somewhere. <laughs> they stole our trivia prize. Now, uh, approximately 100 episodes ago, this happened. I don't <laughs> don't have time to recap all this, but you know, just go back and listen to the other episodes. But at the end of our last episode, we asked you to help us puzzle out. Uh, their last known location. And the clues that we had were, it was uh, a moon in the Milky Way somewhere, named after, quote, a lady in a play. Uh, and the mm -hmm. other two clues were daughter of Hermione and mother of Lucky. Now, and we didn't know, we had to ask you guys for, for help. Now, the first two seem pretty straightforward. As it turns out, although most of the moons that are in our solar system are named after mythological uh, figures, you know, like the planets, uh, there is one exception, and those are the moons of your anus. Mm, okay. Uranus, I guess they call it now. Um, uh, and the, the moons of that planet are largely named after characters from the plays of Sir William Shakespeare. Now, reference to Hermione may have had some of you barking up the wrong tree for a while, because of course, in the in the Harry Potter play, there is a you know, Hermione has a daughter named Rose. Rose. But no, if you were if you were going down that that road, oh. it was uh, nothing but a dead end. Uh, no, we were looking for um the Shakespeare play. Uh, the Winter's Tale, uh, oh. in which the character Hermione in that play uh, has a daughter, and that daughter's name is Perdita, P-E-R-D-I-T-A, Perdita. And as a final confirmation, 
Perdita is indeed also the mother of Lucky if we are talking about the Disney film 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians! (laughs) Yeah. So Perdita, that's a moon of Uranus, and that is the moon to which we are traveling. Perdita is an interesting case. Uh, Photos of it were first taken by the Voyager 2 space probe in 1986, but a researcher didn't actually notice uh, it on the photos Mm. and ID it as a potential moon until 1999. And I think that's that's why it maybe got the name Perdita, which comes from the Latin for lost. lost. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, let's head on over. Seems like we're getting a little closer to home with each uh, thing we travel to. Yep. Upon arriving in the orbit of Perdita, we uh, discover on our view screen another spacefaring vessel that's out there uh, getting closer to our ship. This one is in the shape uh, and exact color of a pink 1957 Chevy Bel Air convertible. <laughs> Um, we're getting close i feel like we're getting close to dd convict we we, you know i don't know we reach out for a transmission begins to send us a transmission from uh, i guess the cb radio that's uh inside this thing (laughs) and uh and here's what we hear gumshoes yep it's me dd convict you probably know me because of greece not the movie greece and not the country greece the the substance greece i covered myself in it to slip through the bars of my prison cell Uh, only uh, this stuff's not really coming off Uh, space travel may have been a bad idea as it turns out Being in a zero-gravity environment when you're lubed up like a pig at a county fair is not an optimal combination. Anyway, I don't have your trivia prize anymore. I guess you could say it slipped through my fingers. Because it literally slipped through my fingers. Carmen's got it for herself. She said she wanted to go get her kicks on a dwarf planet that could support life had a lot of pebbles, and was full of lucky charms. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm off in search of a planet whose surface is covered in at least 75% palm olive. Cause I'm hopelessly encoded in goo. Ah, still got it. <laughs> you know what's, what's amazing? <laughs> convict. Has got not only the right pitch, but also the right <laughs> New York-ish accent. Yeah. Nondescript mm-hmm. New York-ish mm-hmm. accent. <laughs> Uncanny. At first, I thought it was D.D. Khan. I'll be honest. And then I was oh, like, no, was no. Be, oh, but... oh, I see, I see. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Dwarf Planet. Yep. Get, a, get yeah. her kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pebbles, lucky charm. I don't know. I'm lost, mm. you guys. I listened to the whole yeah. thing and I All have right. no idea. Well, we need your help, listeners. Help us find where to go next. Go to our site. You can find the fartists on top and you can punch in the passcode for our next location and help us find our trivia prize. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. 222 episodes. 222. Um, we hope you learned stuff about double letters in the beginning of the words. Uh, animal and humanoid pals. About uh, companies and about reduplicated place names. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, and on all podcast apps. And on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like The Sit Down, a mafia history podcast, The Accidental Creative, and The Projection Booth Podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.